0: This is more of a navigational episode, which I called AI AI Wars, to explain a little bit how the ecosystem is heating up and uh, how competition is actually heating up in the AI world and what are the various I'm going to take into account uh, three uh, uh, kinds of business ecosystem that are shaping up right now. Uh, We're going to call it uh, the first one. It's... um, the OpenAI, Microsoft, which uh, we can call uh, like a closed and uh, centralized ecosystem for AI. Uh, And then we're going to get the more open Stability AI ecosystem. And the third one, which we're going to look at, is more like, uh, let's call it the still closed, but advertising-based AI ecosystem. Uh, But again, those are mostly speculations. And uh, I want to emphasize that there is not a clear-cut distinction between open and closed. And also, OpenAI uh, has released and will be releasing many open stuff. Still, the journey that OpenAI has chosen to release its products on the market is through a controlled api access which they justified as a way to actually control what uh, uh, you know people and businesses can do with their uh, underlying foundational models on the one side but on the other side uh, we cannot deny that there may be also uh, business reasons for uh, for doing that and uh, as of now we don't know hundred percent what's the code behind and what's the data behind the models that have been used by you know openai to train uh, its uh, its products. So uh, let's uh, take into account those three ecosystems to understand a little bit how the AI works are shaping up and in the notes of uh, this show you're going to find uh, the various episodes that I recorded where you're going to find detailed explanation of uh, how things are moving forward. As uh, I'm ramping up the reporting of uh, the AI industry in the uh, last months, I'm going to be covering even more and I hope that all those things are getting useful to you to understand what's going on right now, how are things evolving and why this is relevant uh, together with you know the opportunity but also understanding the drawback of this industry right now. So as I said, on the first place, uh, OpenAI, uh, Microsoft, it's an incredible partnership. I covered the history, I covered the, the possible benefits, uh, business modeling, poten- potential business ecosystem that might get uh, shaped that, and also the, the limitations and uh, also what can go wrong with the partnership between OpenAI and Microsoft and as i explained uh, this is uh, an, a partnership which uh, is uh, looking at uh, microsoft which is providing the supercomputing infrastructure through azure to openai to keep working on releasing and updating its um, underlying products so generative models from gpt3 GPT uh, so the le- let's break down for now the the AI uh, products into three categories uh, into the language models, which is uh, GPT-3 going forward, into conversational interfaces like ChatGPT, and uh, uh, into image generation, video generation like Dali. Now, there is an interesting aspect here. Those three things that I'm bringing uh, apart for now, as if they were a separate product, they might become a single product in the future, meaning that you know the the purpose of many of them, of those uh, ai players is actually to create something which is multimodal but when this is going to happen uh, we don't know yet for sure uh, and it might be the result of scale it might need a different paradigm uh, we might get there soon uh, sooner or later but i'm breaking things down right now for the purpose of understanding how the business uh, is getting shaped uh, through, like again, language models, conversational interfaces, and image, video, uh, audio generation. I mean, the other multimodal, the other mo- uh, modalities that go behind text to text. And so, right now, opening again, uh, Microsoft is providing the. Supercomputing infrastructures through Azure to uh, enable OpenAI to build its products, and then on the other side, uh, uh, those products are getting controlled via the access to APIs that you can find on the OpenAI uh, site. And then on the other side, Microsoft is already monetizing monetizing monetiz- monetizing those APIs through the Azure uh, Enterprise platform. So anything that uh, OpenAI release uh, releases, you're gonna find it through Azure as a product that you can you know integrate into a cloud so that you. can launch web applications that you can host on top of my of uh, of of microsoft now that's the first ecosystem the second one is uh, the stability uh, ai uh, ecosystem with stable diffusion where stable diffusion is actually using amazon aws as a partner to actually host it's um, uh, it's uh, the, the the training of its models. There is not direct investments of AWS into Stability AI. There is simply a partnership, most probably where it might be it might be so not hundred percent sure, but it might be that Stability AI is getting substantial substantial discounts in terms of computing power to actually train and serve those models. Because let's remember also here Stability AI releases open sources something like uh, uh, Stable Diffusion, but then on the other side it also operates it through. A platform called Dream Studio, where Sabliti AI provides APIs uh, similar to what OpenAI does, where uh, you know developers can connect and can build applications on top of. And then Sabliti also offers consulting uh, and enterprise uh, services. Now, the interesting part is the uh, other, uh, you know, part of uh, how those models are served to users is based on the... Uh, there is not, again, also a formal partnership for with, with Apple, but Apple uh, seemed uh, suited to be the perfect, uh, uh, you know, uh, partner for stability, at least for the release and um, uh, ability of uh, the uh, Apple... Um, you know devices to serve stable diffusion because stable diffusion is an open source uh, you know generative model which right now it's uh, it's quite suited to be um, you know served on uh, on an infrastructure of uh, of, uh, of chips like the neural engine of uh, of Apple that uh, both on its uh, devices like desktop devices like the Mac and then on the iPhone can provide the infrastructure to actually make sure that those models can be served and can be used to actually uh, get in-context training, meaning that for instance imagine the case of um, as I explained in previous episodes of uh, of uh, uh, you know an, um, a stable diffusion run on top of the iPhone of a user by accessing the data of the user on, on the device, so that it is not moving outside the device, it can customize the experience for for that user. Um, So imagine the the case of a future where you have a a movie made with stable diffusion and it's a movie which is interactive Meaning that uh, the story is gonna change based on the preferences for instance of the user I'm just making things up here to To uh, to be fancy, but you know imagine this case where the the movie uh, made with stable diffusion can be customized based on in context learning that uh, the stable diffusion uh, uh, model does on top of uh, the device of the user now, of course Uh, This is the ecosystem of Stability AI, where on the one side, again, you get AWS as a supercomputing um, platform to develop its uh, generative models. And then Stability AI monetizes uh, those models through um, pretty much uh, APIs or through enterprise services, and then on the other side, they releases those models uh, open source, and those open source models can be served on devices like uh, Apple devices like, you know, the, the, uh, the iPhone or like the, all the devices that are running through the neural engine of uh, Apple. So all the chips that have been developed and designed by Apple in the last years. I also speculated about the potential of uh, AR uh, because I speculated that uh, AI seems to be the perfect uh, interface for another physical platform, which is AR. But it seems uh, for news that uh, came out just today that um, AR might take uh, much longer than expected due to technical developments that are proving to be uh, much more challenging, Challenging for which um, uh, it may be that Apple may not release an AR uh, headset for this year or next year, but instead it might go toward releasing like a mixed reality headset. To grasp mm-hmm. the, the, dispre- the difference is a mixed reality headset is going to be a combination of VR and AR, where you're not going to be using it in the real world, in a real world environment, you're to be using it in a controlled environment so let's say on your desk to actually simulate inside the business productivity apps that you can use for instance to have a virtual office something like that or like to have games or entertainment and the reason might be related to various uh, things like you know making sure that those uh, the DR uh, smart glasses might be really uh, good to uh, interfacing with the real world, understand the context and move as we we move along in the real world and also that um, those are powerful enough and safe enough to make them viable from a commercial standpoint. So those might be some of the challenges that uh, are ahead when it comes to to AR. And then a third ecosystem, uh, let's call it uh, the advertising-based ecosystem. I'm calling it like that, but again, this is mostly speculation is the release that may become anytime in twenty twenty-three of Sparrow, which is going to be a gpt like um, uh, you know, conversational AI interface launched by uh, DeepMind, part of uh, Google, so Research AI Research Lab, part of Google, and this um, interface most probably is going to be, uh, you know. Fixing a lot of the, the drawbacks of uh, ChatGPT, and it may be more fact based it may be connected to the internet it may be citing sources it might have an index so who knows it may be that google may launch something which is complementary to uh, its search products because of course if you're google you're thinking how do i actually empower my core products which is search and now i might may, may, uh, may launch uh, launch a product to has the potential to be monetized through advertising so those are all things that might be happening right now so again i'm looking at three scenarios right now and then of course we may also see competition coming from facebook amazon that are definitely looking into uh, uh, you know right now the development of ai models uh, to uh, to strengthen their core uh, business model but right now i'm just you know uh, developing this competition scenario around three main again uh, let's say ecosystems as i said you have the uh, the OpenAI, microsoft primarily distributed through uh, API endpoints and through Azure. Uh, Then on the other side you have the Stability AI ecosystem uh, primarily distributed through APIs and then uh, through the open source uh, it's uh, enabling uh, enabling the development of a supercomputer, AI supercomputer within AWS and then on the other side also specialized chips on top of Apple devices. And then a third scenario of course is the advertising-based um, AI conversational interface through the development of Sparrow, which is gonna be coming uh, anytime. It might be coming anytime in 2023. So this is how the AI words are evolving.